A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The story is unexplainable okay. uh, and somewhat mystical, but I'll, I'll say uh, I've actually never said it uh, publicly mm. before, so I'll tell you today. This uh, Qigong me- meditation practitioner said, well, I'm offering some healing sessions mm. and um, uh, for 10-minute healing sessions. And so I thought, gosh, wouldn't I have this problem with my Achilles, why don't... Um, see if he can help me. Yeah. So I walked into the room, uh, and he didn't touch me, and he didn't, uh, the first thing, he didn't ask me any questions, and the first thing he said to me is, you don't sleep at night. And I said, you're right, I, I do have trouble sleeping at night. And then the second thing he said to me was, um, well, your spinal cord is um, completely blocked. Hmm. And uh, that's all he said. He didn't and elaborated on, at all. And then he um, gave a treatment. He put his hand over my ankle, his hand, and um, he produced some heat out of his hand. And uh, my Achilles was uh, completely normal after that. And I had no further pain. From DC Radio, this is Wit and Reason. I'm Dr. Alexis Moreno. And we are here with Dr. Mark Lebo, a retired cardiologist who after years of practice in the medical field has decided to take on studying and practicing Qigong meditation. From DC Radio, this is Dr. Alexis on Wit and Reason, um, and we're here with a very special guest. Would you mind introducing yourself? Hi, I'm Mark Lebo. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Mark. And tell us a little bit about yourself, your your profession, and I'm a retired cardiologist. Um, I grew up in Miami, Florida, and I went to medical school in Miami. And I did my internal medicine training in Washington, D.C. 
and I did my cardiology training at Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia. And what are you up to these days as a retired cardiologist? Good question. (laughs) I'm studying uh, and practicing meditation. Wow. And for how long have have you been Uh, studying? For 10 years. 10 years? Yes. Okay. That's a long time to to practice and to study. Oh, I have a a lot more to learn. So I'm just at the beginning of my journey. (laughs) Would you say that it's uh, more challenging to study to become a cardiologist or (laughs) to practice meditation? I think it's more challenging to practice meditation. It seems like it (laughs) since it's ongoing and you're already retired from cardiology. You had a whole career in cardiology and and the meditation is just still studying. Can you tell us a little bit about what type of meditation you're Sure. Um, I study something called Qigong. Okay. And the philosophy that accompanies it is called Ren Shui. And, you know, there are lots of different kinds of um, uh, meditations. Yeah. But what makes this one different than all the others? And basically it's that Qigong is a more health-oriented meditation. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's based on Chinese medical therapy uh, theory. Okay. And how did you... As a cardiologist, <laughs> come come into practice with with meditation or um, start seeking that out. So um, I got into meditation for health reasons, and so I picked this meditation because of uh, health issues. Okay. And um, so when I started this, uh, uh, looking for ways to work on my health. Um, I basically asked myself uh, two questions. Um, Why is Western medicine so good at treating acute medical problems like heart attacks, strokes, ruptured aneurysms, and things like that? But why does it have limited success in treating chronic conditions that people suffer with for so many years? Mm -hmm. Uh, What's missing in Western medicine? And the second question I asked myself was, Um, everyone wants health, happiness, sense of well-being. But why is it so difficult for people to achieve that? In January of 2002, I was practicing cardiology, and I was running about seven miles a day and working out with weights, and uh, I developed uh, Achilles tendonitis. I had trouble walking and running. And I went and had an MRI scan, and they said I needed surgery. And they put me in a boot for a month first. Uh, but when the boot came off, I really um, still had a lot of discomfort in my foot. And uh, so I had a physical therapist come to my house to do some stretching exercises. And he said, you know, uh, next week I'm going to see a... Um, uh, a meditation master in in uh, Florida. He's com- from England, and he's coming for a couple of days, and he's going to be talking about this type of meditation called Qigong. Mm. And um, I didn't know anything about it. And he says, but you should come. Um, so I went uh, with him, and we went to the lecture, and I thought the lecture was really boring. Mm-hmm. I said, gosh, what a waste of time this was. Uh-huh. And uh, But at the end, um, uh, this uh, Qigong meditation practitioner said, well, I'm offering some healing sessions and um, uh, for 10-minute healing sessions. And so I thought, gosh, wouldn't I have this problem with my Achilles. Why don't um, 
see if he can help me. So I walked into the room, uh, and he didn't touch me, and he didn't, uh, the first thing, he didn't ask me any questions, and the first thing he said to me is, you don't sleep at night. And I said, you're right, I, I do have trouble sleeping at night. And then the second thing he said to me was, um, well, your spinal cord is um, completely blocked. Hmm. And uh, that's all he said. He didn't and elaborated. So a month later, uh, I've, and I forgot about the whole thing. Uh-huh. I was, oh, gee, my ankle's great. How do you forget about a healing moment like that? I, I just, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're working 10, 15 hours a day. Yeah. So I went back to work, and I'm working really hard again, and uh, back to exercising, and I started having tingling down my right arm. Mm-hmm. And um, so I know as a cardiologist, if you have tingling down your left arm, you think maybe you're having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. But if you're having tingling down your right arm, it's not from your heart, it's from your spine. So then I remembered what this man had said. And um, so uh, my partner ordered an MRI scan of my spine. And I'm driving home from the hospital. And the radiologist calls me and he says, uh, you have severe spinal cord uh, compression in your neck. Uh, You've had a stroke in your uh, spinal cord. And you need immediate surgery. Whoa. Uh, Wow. So uh, it's kind of, uh, you know, so how does this guy know this? Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird. It's unexplainable, you know, coincidence or anyway. So uh, I had the surgery done mm-hmm. and um, I had to learn how to walk again after the surgery. And a couple of years later, mm-hmm. I still wasn't feeling good. And having an inquisitive mind, I decided Uh, well, I'm going to try Chinese medicine. Mm -hmm. So there are three components to Chinese medicine. There's uh, acupuncture that everybody knows. Mm -hmm. There's herbal therapy, uh, which everybody knows about. Take herbs for your health. But there's a third component that no one really talks about too much, and it's called Qigong. Mm -hmm. And um, so what is that Qigong, uh, basically? So it's a form of meditation uh, based on Chinese medical therapy, Um, and basically the difference between Western and Eastern medicine, so go back to that, Mm -hmm. what's missing is in Chinese medicine, they believe in something called qi, Mm -hmm. which is energy, and they believe that's a component of health, and Western medicine doesn't use that as part of their diagnostic or therapeutic tools. Um, So I started studying this, uh, by uh, first, I went to China uh, for three or four years in a row, looking for teachers, mm-hmm. and eventually, uh, actually, I found this teacher that I study with now outside of New Zealand, mm-hmm. outside of China in New Zealand, and I started studying with him. And what's his name? His name is Yuanza. Okay. And uh, he's a traditional uh, Taoist, because this uh, this form of meditation was practiced by. Uh, Taoist uh, uh, priests mm-hmm. initially thousands of years ago. The technique, by the way, is 4,000 years old. Wow. Uh, but it's not, it's secular actually in nature. There's no religion involved in, in the meditation. Right, it's actually strictly secular. Okay. Uh, and now it's practiced by um, thousands of people in, in the world. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, um, 
It's more health oriented, as I said, than the other types of meditation. And since I had medical issues, um, I gravitated towards this. So what was it like for you when you got the diagnosis from your Western doctor? <laughs> How long ago was it after? 2002. Yeah, after receiving that type of feedback yeah. well, sometime I prior. Ex- I couldn't explain it at the time. So, um, did you make that connection at the time? That um, this no, is... not in it. I, I said, gee, that's coincidental. Ah, you know, it's yeah. just coincidental. I couldn't really explain it, and you know, but uh, years later, I have a better understanding of what happened, and and um, it's still unexplainable. For... So, so what's your understanding now of what happened? Um, basically, um, a lot of these high-level uh, Qigong practitioners can can sense energy in your body. Mm. So he, they can sense uh, issues in different parts of the body, blockages or uh, different medical conditions. They and have it's all sense, medical stuff that they could sense. Yeah, so they, they sense the energy, basically, and they can make diagnoses that way. So that's... Wow. So there's the... So in Western medicine, we have the mind and the body. Uh-huh. And in Chinese medicine, we have the mind, the body, and the energy. The third component. And that's right, third component. So, is it is it too complicated to explain how they how they assess energy? Uh, I, to be honest with you, I don't know the answer. Okay, <laughs> you're still studying. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so then, um, what is it like for someone who's let's say po- like interested oh. in um, in learning more about? Meditation in general, and then more specifically, qigong. All right. So, who should who should study meditation? Who, yeah. who should practice it? Everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I try. I, I still right. struggle. <laughs> and um, and what should you get out of it? Basically, right. Yeah. So, let's look at it from a Western standpoint first, and then we can look at it from uh, uh, an Eastern standpoint. Okay. So there are lots of articles in the medical literature about the benefits of meditation in general. Let's not just talk about this specific kind, but all types of meditation. So it lowers your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some studies have shown that it reduces the incidence of stroke and heart attacks. Uh, It reduces inflammation in the body. Mm -hmm. These are Western medical studies, not uh, randomized, double-blind studies. Mm -hmm. The legit stuff. That's right. The the Western considered legit stuff. That's right. (laughs) Increases immunity. Yeah. Improves fasting blood sugar and metabolic syndrome. Mm. Um, Slows brain aging. Uh, There are CAT scans and MRIs of people who meditate that they, uh, for the same age, they have younger uh, brains. Right. Uh, it's good for stress reduction. That's what most people study it for. Uh-huh. Uh, it helps with stopping smoking. Um, it's good for anxiety and depression to, to be used along with mm-hmm. uh, psychology and, and therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been used to treat motor function and Parkinson's disease. Yeah. Um, so it has like a a ton of uh, really great benefits uh, in, in Western medicine. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say everybody should practice this. Right. So what about Eastern medicine? So this the answer is it's more abstract. Yeah. Because uh, of course we're dealing now with Eastern philosophy. Right. Um, so we all want health happiness and sense of well-being, mm-hmm. yet it's hard to achieve. 
So what's missing in the equation there? Why is it so difficult for people uh, to be happy or to be healthy or feel good about themselves? So uh, this is my understanding, uh-huh. and I give you my interpretation. Uh, so basically, there's more to it. It's just not that we want health, happiness, and a sense of well-being. Is we need uh, development of our consciousness mm-hmm. and cultivation of the qualities of the heart. So uh, this is a very familiar term in uh, Eastern literature. Um, so just let's look at it in the sense that wouldn't the world be a better place uh, if people were more compassionate? Um, wouldn't the world be a better place if you could trust people more, yeah. love yourself and love other people uh, more deeply, and have gratitude, not just for yourself, but for everyone and everything around you? And if you could have those feelings unconditionally, without a reason to have them, just to naturally feel grateful and have trust and love in your heart all the time, wouldn't the world be a better place? And um, this form of meditation, as well as other forms of meditation, uh, help promote that and cultivate that. Mm. And the other thing meditation does, and especially this method that my teacher uh, uses, is, uh, is we work on the consciousness. So, um, to summarize it in one phrase, I could say that wouldn't it be nice if we could be the master of our own destiny all the time, uh, regardless of what happens, to be calm and um, and collected and in um, natural all the time, no matter what adversity you faced in life. That'd be great. Yes. <laughs> So that's what uh, meditation in general and specifically what we try and cultivate in, in this particular practice. And it helps the other three yeah. because uh, if you have an open heart and you trust more, you love more, then you're going to be happier. And we all know there's a mind-body connection. If you're happy, you're healthier. That's right. <laughs> so, so they all work together. That's amazing. So what, what could someone expect when looking into uh, practicing or studying Qigong meditation? Um, What exactly does that look like? So, um, you know, you have this image of people sitting in a lotus position, Uh you know, on the ground on a a mat or a a cushion. So we have that too. But we also, what's nice about uh, these methods is... um, we also have uh, meditation standing, and we also have meditation, moving meditation. So f- for people at the beginning, um, because the main issue in doing meditation, uh, any kind of meditation, is that basically your mind wanders, and you start, you have thoughts that come across. That's my struggle. Well, every, everybody <laughs> so has that. Yeah. So the, um, the, the, um, uh, Eastern practitioners call this a monkey mind because oh, uh, monkeys are moving around all the time. That's exactly what's going on in my mind. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so this is a nice, uh, this method that my teacher uses that he's created. Um, 
incorporates uh, moving meditation and incorporates standing meditation and sitting meditation. So at the beginning, when you have difficulty just sitting mm-hmm. for a long period of time, you have other methods. And you can do meditation in a chair, too. It, you know, you don't have to have this image of... Um, you know, sitting cross-legged like that. And, yeah, I get too antsy legally. Yeah, yeah. And how how long would one practice? Well, um, you can start with ten or fifteen minutes a day. That's doable. And um, uh, you ask me how long I practice a day. So, yeah, what is my routine? I practice uh, two and a half hours every morning. Oh, that's a long time. Do you wake up extra early to do that? Uh, I start. I wake up. You know, being a doctor, I got used to waking up early, yeah. so I wake up around 6. I still wake up around 6. Good for you. So so by the time and, you're done with your meditation, the sun is rising. Well, no, I actually <laughs> I actually have breakfast first. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so I started after breakfast. Actually, doing it before breakfast is great, but yeah. I just, you know, everybody has their own idiosyncrasy, so yeah. I just start after half hour after breakfast, and so since I'm retired, I just do it from 8.30 to 11 every day. Yeah, and so you can incorporate your meditation practice Within your life that's as right. needed, before right. or after I mean, breakfast, 15 minutes to two hours, that's up right. to you. Whatever you want to do, morning, evening, night, you can even do it at work, you know, just if you can take five minutes an hour yeah. and just sit in a quiet place where you work for five minutes yeah. and close your eyes. We close our eyes for this and and just focus on meditating. Uh, you know, it's a great way to reduce the stress of everyday work. Okay, so we're we're going to talk a little bit about um, some community resources on how people could learn more, specifically how to practice uh, Qigong uh, meditation. But could you give us a little uh, example of of what you're supposed to do while sitting with your All eyes right. closed? So <laughs> in psychology, they have a term uh, called attention regulation. Uh-huh. So how do you get your... Uh, how do you get rid of your monkey mind? How do you get rid of all those thoughts that are crossing your mind every second? Yeah. So the answer is you focus on something. Mm-hmm. And if you look at uh, most meditative methods, um, they usually use breathing. Yeah. Uh, so the Buddhists use breathing. Uh, yoga meditation uses breathing. And uh, this form of Qigong meditation uses breathing as a tool it's a tool to focus on something to to try and erase uh, to reduce the thoughts in your head. Okay. So if you keep uh, going back to your breathing, then over time your thoughts gradually start to go away, and and you enter a meditative state. Mm-hmm. And so, what is a meditative state? Yeah. So it's not sleeping, uh-huh. and it's not. Um, being awake, uh, it's an altered form of consciousness, if we want to use a medical term, um, that's different. And it's a re- it's an altered form of consciousness that's basically a, a relaxation uh, a form of consciousness. Okay. Characterized by in Western medicine by specific uh, brainwave patterns and, and so forth. Okay. How long does it take one to get to that well, everybody's space. different. Yeah. So there's no. Uh, some people can um, get into a meditative state within a minute or two. Other people take 30, 40 minutes or longer. Okay, I wasn't uh, sure if I was doing it wrong. Uh, but <laughs> some people 
uh, it can take years yeah. uh, to get in that state. So you have to know the proper methods. You have to learn from an expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you have to be persistent and diligent. That's the key to everything in life is uh, yeah. not to give up, uh, do it, set a schedule, be persistent, do it every day, mm-hmm. no matter how long you do it. Uh, developed a practice and uh, because it's an art form, it's uh, cultivating an art form just like everything else in life. Yeah. And I would like to learn more about the, the moving meditation because I think that might be up my, right. up my alley there. So um, in art form of uh, practice, it has, there's two reasons why we do it. Uh-huh. The first reason is that moving your arms, so we move our arms mm-hmm. in some forms of the practice, not all of them. Uh, We move our arms because uh, it helps us uh, focus. So if you can watch your arms, if you can feel your, not watch, but feel your arms moving, Mm -hmm. um, then again, that's uh, detracting from um, the thought processes that you're having. So it's actually another tool to help you focus Mm-hmm. Uh, so that when you don't move your arms, yeah. um, you can sit there quietly or stand there quietly and meditate. The other reason is, in our particular practice, we use this term uh, chi, mm-hmm. chi gong, chi. So um, I can't really explain it by Western medicine. Okay. Uh, and I was told uh, never to try to explain something you don't uh, <laughs> completely understand. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just call it energy, but it's actually more than energy. Uh-huh. And so we collect it. Okay. And the basis of this meditation basically is what makes it different than other forms of meditation mm-hmm. is, um, is we're collecting energy while we meditate also. Mm-hmm. And uh, so part of uh, this theory of Taoism, which is uh, intimately related with Chinese medicine and Chinese culture, mm-hmm. uh, is that you're connected to the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, in essence, all the things that are inside of you are also outside of you. That's uh, h- how we work on ourselves in this form of health-oriented meditation. We visualize energy from the universe going inside whatever's bothering us and visualizing um, that part of our body being healthy, being bright and healthy. So we have the mind and the body, just like Western medicine, Mm -hmm. but now we're adding energy, another component, and we're using that as a triad for um, using it for health purposes. Wow, wow, that's so fascinating. Okay, so um, if people want to learn more, or practice more, study study more, even get a taste of what this is, um, what, what do they do or where do, where do they go? So, um, so the websites are renshui, R-E-N-X-U-E, <laughs> international.org, and renshui, R-E-N, XUE of the Americas.org. That's the American uh, site for uh, for my teacher. My teacher uh, has students in um, 32 countries right now. There's so many great teachers out there. Why should you study with him? The answer is uh, f- first, it's uh, is the philosophy. The, the main philosophy of my teacher is, in Chinese, it's called Zidu Duren, which means uh, help yourself or uplift yourself 
and then help others. So the goal here is not just to make yourself healthier and to be stress-free and to be happy, mm-hmm. healthy, and have a good sense of well-being and an open heart. But after you help yourself is to help other people. That's a similar so, philosophy and value we have here on Wit and Reason. Right. So, that, that's, so that's, that's awesome. um, the second, the methods. Yeah. The methods are easy to learn, mm-hmm. but you have to practice them to get any benefit. And third is the teacher. Yeah. I've never met a more sincere, dedicated meditation teacher in my life whose only goal seems to be wanting to help other people. Uh, so his sincerity really uh, comes out and really strikes you and leaves an impression on you um, that you want to study with this man. Uh, the second thing is he's uniquely qualified. He grew up in a Taoist monastery. Um, He studied with high-level teachers in China, some who only took one or two students their entire lifetime. Um, He worked in a medicine-less hospital uh, in the 1990s in China where they didn't use medicine to treat people, uh, just Chinese medical techniques. And he used uh, this form of meditation as part of the healing process. And he specifically worked in a cancer uh, section. Uh, working on people who have uh, cancer, wolf forms. And he spent his whole life um, practicing what I call life cultivation, or what he calls life cultivation. So life cultivation, uh, many people teach meditation, Mm -hmm. but they just teach a form. The philosophy is what we call Ren Shui, and that's his philosophy. And the philosophy centers about cultivating your consciousness and opening your heart in addition to practicing these methods. It sounds amazing. Uh, it sounds like you have a special relationship with him uh, and that he's helped you grow and evolve and and live life to uh, the fullest yes, through this I'm, practice. You know, I'm extremely grateful to him for, for being my teacher. Well, I'm looking forward to meeting him uh, and to attending these sessions to learn a little bit more about Qigong meditation. And um, we'll make sure to have... Um, the websites and information about this. Um, Where the registration, there's a registration yeah. uh, site as well. So Okay, great. I, thank you. Well, thank, thank you, you so much for taking the time to share your story and your experiences yeah. with us um, and to teach us so yeah. much more about meditation. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's been an honor to be here. Thank you. All right. And we have our, our uh, radio producer, Shane, in, in the room with us. So, so Shane, what do you think about meditation? Uh, I think it's a great, great tool and a great, great way to release some stress. Absolutely. Have you tried meditation? I have a couple of times. I, I know I need to do it more. Same, same. I don't know, man, like I was saying during our interview, my mind just wanders. And then it's like mm-hmm. more effort for me to, to try to just accept and, and move on. What's it, what's it like for you? I definitely, my mind wanders. Most of the time it's with music, Um, but I've been able to do it by focusing, like really actually focusing on breathing. Yeah. um, And just when other thoughts come up, pushing them out. Or like like recognizing them, like, oh, there's that thought again, and then like moving on. Yeah. Different depending on which meditation you're you're practicing. Mm. Yeah. I've I've tried. I don't know if I've gotten to the like deep state meditation process, but you have have any cool experiences while meditating? Um, I don't I won't I don't think it was deep state, but I, I saw some colors. Yeah. Flitzing around. What? Yeah. 
some blues and some I'm Gosh, some I must be doing it wrong because I haven't seen colors. That's pretty cool. Well, you've inspired me to, to keep on trying some yeah, more. Keep going. <laughs> keep on going. All right. Well, everyone, if you're interested as well, visit witandreason.com to get links to the resources we shared on today's show. Um, definitely take a look because we also have some free health webinars. We have some fun videos and all kinds of upcoming events, including um, this consciousness and meditation workshop that's coming up um, here in Washington, D.C. So go to witandreason.com to learn more. Now, did you hear something on the show today that you relate to on a personal level? Maybe some trials and tribulations or successes associated with meditation? Share your story. Send us your recording on witandreason.com slash speakup, and we may be able to post it on our Qigong meditation show page to help others navigate this fun journey of learning how to meditate. A special thank you to our awesome radio producer, Shane Lewis, sound engineer, Jessica Sturgis, and general manager, Max Myrick, and of course, the whole DC radio team. And definitely a very special thank you to Dr. Mark Lebo for just sharing all of his wisdom with us. Thank all of you so much for listening. We are doing this for you. So please subscribe, review, leave your comments about our show wherever you get your podcasts. Connect with us on Wit and Reason, Facebook or Twitter at Wit and Reason. You can also find me at Dr. Alexis Moreno for some behind the scenes shots and at DC Radio to learn about our next show. I'm Dr. Alexis Moreno. Let's keep the conversation going. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.